0: Yo, 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 yo. Oh, my God. We're so excited for summer. And we're really excited to try Bud Light Seltzer's loudest flavors ever. How appropriate. Latinas out loud. The flavors are
1: loud. Oh, my God. I'm loud. What?
0: They're all about bold flavor, variety, and fun with their Bud Light Seltzer Hard Soda Pack, Bud Light Seltzer Retro Tie-Dye Pack, and new flavors, tangerine and watermelon in their classic variety pack. These are the perfect seltzers to enjoy with friends all summer long. I cannot wait to enjoy them with my peoples this verano. Each can in the variety packs have zero sugar, zero, zero, zilch, 5% ABV, 100 calories, it's gluten-free, and they're naturally flavored. I didn't think that Bud Light Seltzer could get fashion with it, uh, but they did. Okay, you have got to check out their Bud Light Retro Tie Dye Variety Pack flavors. I love the packaging, so cute. And more than the packaging, I love the flavors. Cherry Limeade, Blue Raspberry, and Twisted Berry. Cherry Limeade is like my go-to cuz it's sweet and tart with a full cherry fruit punch flavor and a zesty lime finish. It's a zinger. I'm also super, super thankful to Bud Light Seltzer for always hooking up the hosts of the Latinos Out Loud podcast. It's super exciting to get a delivery at my doorstep with so much fantastic Bud Light Seltzer products. So thank you to our friends over there at Bud Light Seltzer. I am so thrilled to have received all these cans because they are already in my outdoor cooler getting chill for this Memorial Day weekend. Party at La Locas, if you invite You invited. If you ain't, you ain't. To find a retailer who delivers right to your door, head over to BudLight.com to learn more. Bud Light Seltzer, the loudest flavors ever. Enjoy responsibly. The
2: Latinos Out
1: Podcast.
0: Yo 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 yeah you yeah you 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 and you yo 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 you yo 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 you 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 yo Hey you over
2: here.
3: Come
0: over here. Come over here. Come over here. Yeah yeah. Closer. 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 Get closer. Do you guys see that I'm whitening my teeth? Look, don't they look so yeah, much whiter?
3: Oh wow, did you yeah. do you get that professionally done or are you do using like press strips or are I'm you not just giving
0: <laughs> any endorsements on the Latinos Polly? Out Loud podcast. Okay, unless you doing it for free and inviting me to one of them fancy offices and stuff. No, I'm not giving the endorsement, but I'm bright and I'm smiling bright, and it's the Latinos Out Loud podcast. Hi. This Hi. is your friend with slightly whiter teeth than last week, Rachel La Loca.
2: Oh, shit. <laughs> what up? What up? This is Jay Ferns. Even a Jay. What's up? It's Hi. Frank Nibs up on the heights. You know what I'm saying?
0: Is that where you're from? Is that where you're reppin'? I would yeah, have guessed. Yeah, I don't guessed. know. If everybody
3: knows. I got. I, I don't know. I got to keep on saying it. I don't know why would from have the never heights.
0: taken you for somebody from mm. the heights
3: rachel wow. before we continue back to the teeth whitening thing I, I, i've gotten them done <laughs> at a dentist's office and that is like it was kind of like a very uh, a weird experience because they put so much stuff up in your mouth and then they leave you there to kind of for it to start you know doing it's doing it's, it's you magic. know it's magic but it makes you want to gag cuz you're literally waiting oh, yeah. like a, like 25 minutes with with a bunch of stuff all the way like your mouth That's is your just throat. like you feel like oh. you, they're stuffing it oh, with everything is- they could think of
0: well well this is interesting actually so you are saying something stuffed in your mouth for 20 minutes is uncomfortable yeah mm. Okay.
3: Wait, where is this going? Let's
0: everybody just, <laughs> I just want to just, no, it's not, I just, everybody let that marinate for a sec. Guys,
3: just, on, just let me let
0: furthering, furthering the point that you have it a little bit easier than us. Okay.
2: Mm. Uh, now back
0: to the dental conversation. Wow. I yeah. Agree with you, I concur. <laughs> I concur. Maybe now you get a sense, you know what I mean? Well, uh, I concur. But what I'll say is I'm okay. I got Instagram marketing suckered into one of those kits. Okay, I didn't want to
3: admit
0: it. Uh. I didn't want to admit.
3: <laughs> oh, so it's one of those like you don't you, you saw the ad on Instagram, you don't even know these people are legit, but it it sound, no. it sound it looks so it looks so good and like that it worked, you know, pretty efficiently that you just bought it
0: tried it, I sort of did like a Hail Mary. I prayed, you know, said a few prayers. I was like, please don't let this make my teeth fall out. Like, you know, nothing. No, it's probably not FDA approved. Uh, Instagram heard me talking about it and then it appeared on my feed magically.
2: Get the fuck uh, out. Oh, you see, I'm telling you, man. Oh, wow.
0: Frank, I don't, I'm not even like amazed anymore. I used to be like, oh my God, amazing. But now I'm just You know like, what starts okay. happening? I
2: think about stuff and then it comes out on my <laughs> feed. you like, it's really today,
0: I thought like, oh, I'm out of liquor, and what just got delivered? I swear <laughs> to God,
3: shout out to Bud Light. Yo, yo, water, me too. Me too. <laughs> yeah. I got my snow. Yo, I got shout my out Bud, with Light. Bud Light. Bud Light sent us. Yeah, for God. Yo, look, man, a big ass. They sent us too, like bro, yo, every, brand, you, man. every brand. Every brand. Yo, they love us, man. I they was, got mad yes. love for us
0: saying yo we dry up in here you know we dry and then <laughs> i'm like ups at this hour and i open it and it was like bud light like with harps i was like what but yo um, somebody so almost took
3: to- my box because i didn't even know something was being delivered and then fedex just left it in, my, in the lobby of my of my building. right there you oh, take it you no. take the, left it in the lobby that's of my building like i'm that's going basically- door to door I'm going door to door.
2: Yo, if I put anything in the lobby
3: of my building, it's gone in five minutes. But luckily, my super
0: can, like two can, and be like, yo, okay, you drinking a Bud Light seltzer lemonade. You in 5B are drinking a Bud Light hard seltzer original. Where the super at? Where the super? (laughs)
3: <laughs> that, the super actually saved me. He was like, hey, I've, I got your box in front of my door. I saw it in the line. I was like, oh, and I didn't, but I still didn't know what it was. And then I, I, I opened it a little while ago and I was like, oh shit. Like, Yo, I gotta, you got to hit him up with a stack of, of the, the I lights, do. You know, I'm going to leave him. A, I'm going to leave him like maybe one of the packs. Cause we got like three packs. Yeah, maybe yeah, I'll yeah. just leave him a pack in there, you know? Wow. That's really
0: nice. Thank you, Bud Light Seltzer, for shouting us out and hooking us up. Yeah, so the dental thing, I gotta say, after the first thing, I was like, oh, it's working. I still have most of my teeth. Uh, you know, and if there are any spaces there, it's not this teeth whitening thing's fault. It's something else. Um so it but worked. Well, I'll good. keep you posted. I'm on like right. session five, and I'm really enjoying this thing. Holy it's fruit. it's nice. I see the difference. Um, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> You know, and I'll give you. Well, no, no. I'll save those tips for next time. I gotta save okay. some stuff. You know, I can't give them Uh-oh, all away. The how gonna how be are like you
3: guys, like yeah. Mrs. <laughs> Mrs. Teeth, Mrs. Teeth? Tips from now uh, on. Tips. You know, if you want to get your <laughs> teeth to look more shinier, you know, what you should do. And it's like, okay, Rachel. <laughs> Seriously, baking soda,
0: charcoal, all that stuff. Floss. Make sure you guys are flossing. floss. Floss. I hate when important.
3: dentists. Mm. I hate that. Like dentistry has not. It's amazing that dentistry has not advanced like that. We still have to use a piece of string to to clean between our teeth. This is we're in what twenty twenty two. I know there's a little yeah. bit more advanced kinds of floss, but at the end of the day, when you go to the dentist, they give you the string, and it's like this is this is all we've advanced in 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 you know in, what? in, in tooth cleaning technology. What do you want? Really?
0: what do you want a laser you want the to give you a freaking pointer but like this is a laser jamie you just pointed don't laser your tongue it'll come right off just laser in between your teeth what do you what do you want I just,
3: we're in the future right i would think in the future we'd have more than just a piece of string is that's all i'm saying yeah, <laughs> yeah
0: uh, they do make the picks you don't like the picks that come with the pre-strung string right. and then you just eh, uh, eh, uh, eh, uh. yeah that's something i like that yeah
2: yeah 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 i've seen that the
0: picks are good don't reuse yeah. them though that's kind of gross are we talking dental uh, hygiene or are we gonna talk about other stuff what What are we doing here on Latino we're talking about that?
3: our dental health but we should talk about you know what else is going on in the world
0: I mean, look, there's dental health and then there's my mental health. And that is Mm. not looking so hot right now. Okay. Uh Oh, oh, Uh -oh. snap. What happened, yo? All right. Look, guys. All right. Look, 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 look. Well, you can't look. Keep it a stack. Keep it a stack. You can't look. It's a pot. Well, you can look if you come to YouTube, maybe or or whatever. Okay. There's a podcast. I got to turn the dial to something a little more serious. It's bothering me. It's Mm. bothering me as a woman. Oh, man. And no. There's not a joke coming after this statement. I know you guys know me well, and you know that I like to give the contrast-type jokes where I bring you to a low-low and then I bring you a pot of rainbow and gold and horseshoes on the other (laughs) side of the statement. I don't have any Lucky charm cereal for you right now. I'm fighting back the tears, actually. I'm getting the knot in my throat that I always talk about on this podcast. We have got to talk about Roe v. Wade. We have to talk about it.
3: Yeah. And they're, I'm sure the listeners really want to like know kind of, your, especially, you know, forget the testosterone up in here with me and Frank, they want to know what, you know, your thoughts on everything that's going on right now.
0: It's really hard to even talk about this topic. I've talked about it with several girlfriends, family, myself at the gym in anger and disgust. As I see the headline tickers on the bottom of the TV as I'm on the treadmill, it's funny because here's a slight joke. As I read those tickers as I'm on the g- on the treadmill, I always incline up and increase the speed because I'm like, what? You're trying to take away my right to choose what to do with my own fucking body? Are you out mm. of your mind? You men that have no idea what it's like, okay? As a woman who has been in this situation more than once with with the 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 need to make a choice okay to have an abortion to rid myself of a pregnancy that was not progressing or working because of a genetic abnormality yeah I can't even imagine my friends, my brothers, the listeners out there. Oh God, I cannot imagine not having the right to choose to make that decision for me, for mm. my body, for my family, for the child's father or, or the fetus's father or whatever stage it is that you're making this decision. In my case, I was 16 weeks. This is our right there are these landmark court decisions that have been in place in this country for decades and some centuries. Why don't you fuck with those? Okay? You're Crazy. trying to you trying to divert our attention to to think something else. You you don't want to talk about the war in Russia and Ukraine. I don't know what conspiracy to even sprinkle on top of this. Oh but the bottom boy. line is
2: Oh boy. Po-
0: Frank, you're gonna have to weigh in here, please, because hey, I need a moment I, and a Kleenex. But how hey, like dare, I, I, how dare they?
2: I don't know. What are you I don't know as 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 a woman and and, and a human being, what do you I mean? I would think this is a progressive country. So I don't know what's going on. Like, it's I mean, with everything else that's going on, why would they do this like right now? Like, this makes no sense to me I'm trying to think beyond that. And like I told you off air, like, I don't know about the laws and all that stuff, but it makes
3: no sense to me. Like, it, it's like oh, it's mind boggling. So I don't know. This is why, you know, even if you're like, a de- you know, if you're a Democrat and you're you- there's a lot of parts of you know you, you can be tired of you know what I mean. I think Democrats lately they're really showing kind of their you know their shit stinks as well. You know what I mean? But right, like this is the type of stuff that would, like if you're a Democrat that you would never or a liberal um that you would never turn to the conservative side only because it's like they're so they'll always go back to shit like this where it's like telling women what you know how, what to do with their bodies. You know, there's no. Mm there's no, uh, you know, it, middle, you know, it's like black or white with them, you know what I mean? And basically it's like, you know, okay. You know, uh, you know, you're killing a living thing, you know, a fee, you know what I mean? Like no matter what stage of, 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 um, of birth, the woman is at to them, it's, you're killing a living thing. You're killing a baby, um, without like the necessary facts and, um you know kind of everything needs you know some sort of um you need more f- like for them there's no facts right you know it's just it's it's basically what's right and wrong um uh, but they don't get to like they don't get to decide what's ra- right or wrong for everyone you know what i mean especially women now with this uh it's you know it's a woman's right it's it's always a woman's right to choose and luckily you know we're in new york we live in a state where it's one of the states that um will not would not be affected by a rover uh, v wade decision because they're one of the 16 16 states that you could you would always still get be able to get an abortion um you know if necessary uh but the other remaining states like they are trying to ban condoms too in some of these other states, you know Damn,
2: what I mean? No, 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 no. Oh my god. Like they're
3: trying to whole go hell crazy hell no. with the whole, all like what if you get this passed, they're going to get they're going to try to get every part of your bedroom. They're going to try to like put their paws on it, you know what I mean? All right, Damn. is it
0: the female condom too cuz actually we could do away with those. I don't think they're I don't know. They
3: don't work? But you don't think don't. those work? I don't yeah, think I've ever even... They,
0: isn't it like a, wasn't it like a phase you know like kind of it, like, it was like, uh, like it was like
3: like <laughs> Crystal Pepsi it was like Crystal Pepsi it was just not a lot of people <laughs> it wasn't that popular I,
0: here's here's what we can do okay because you've heard the POVs we can continue to talk about it and post our opinions use our our rights as citizens of this country To there's plenty of marches um I just hope for the future of mankind and womankind that this country takes the right steps in the right direction um, and women we we were built for for the challenges, all sorts of them. So let's just keep the pussy power going,
2: yeah,
3: you know what hell I'm saying. Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. And shout out, Let's you were talking Paul. about there was a lot of um, rallies uh, in these rallies. There's a lot of uh, signs that the, that women write and a lot of them are funny, but they're real. It's like just some of the stuff I'm seeing online. Dan um, Viagra, if pregnancy is God's will, so is limp dick. Mm, um, yes. Hey, hey, I just met you and this is crazy. A clump of cells is not a baby. That's a, oh my a play God, on um, that's a lot of- Call Me Baby. <laughs> um, Mind Your Dick. Oh, mm. I like that. <laughs> I think I've used
0: that one before,
3: actually. <laughs> dicks, cause, dicks cause pregnancies, regulate dicks.
0: Yeah, exactly. I've, heard, I've, heard,
3: I, I've been regulate hearing that, dicks. that. it takes One guy could get, like, uh, how many
2: girls pregnant in one night, and a girl could, you know, it's like, if you're yeah. going to regulate, you regulate the guys.
3: They're the ones that could do the most damage. And this last, wow. this one's cute, this last one. Oh, Ro, you don't.
0: Yes. Oh, keep abortion Wade. legal. Wade.
3: Mm-hmm. Oh, bro, oh,
0: you didn't.
3: Um, but yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, whatever you think about the act of abortion is—it's really bigger than that, and the context of it is—is is not just that. It's you know, women being able to do what they want with their bodies, not to, not telling women what they need to do with their bodies. Um, because yeah, when it's flipped, nobody's telling a man what you know. Nobody's forcing a man to do what he doesn't want to do. With his body. I don't know. You know, I I don't know what the equivalent. There's no equivalent for pre- for <laughs> pregnancy with a man. But if, if there was, I don't I don't think there would be these many conservative white middle aged men voting for that. You know what I mean? Hmm. Like, so it's just the world we live in. And it's like again, it goes back to the conservative. Like they're always. Just, you know, if you ever, as a liberal, if you ever think about switching sides, no, this is the type of shit that makes you say, nah, 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 nah. These people are always going to like pull shit like this, you know? Um, and we
0: also need to vote, people. We need to vote for the right politicians, The elect those that are in favor of pro-choice. And it's just, uh, it makes me so sad. Thank you for allowing me to bring this topic up, guys. It's something that we're hearing about on the news so much. We are a comedy podcast at heart. But I tell you, it's been rough to be comedic these last few days. It's hmm. been rough to be funny when i'm I'm seeing the headlines and hearing this shit, it's just tough you know what i'm saying I think, you gr- you. I think
2: i I think women are getting the that's galvanizing women more than anything women are pissed i don't I, I just look at it as another another thing they gal it's just it's they're trying yeah. everything i don't hey listen I don't care what you tell me like since the insurrection they're trying everything and they're trying everything
3: now I even heard uh i I think this was from someone um I think this was from a liberal, but you know, like a liberal or like conservative, uh, you know, beliefs also. But she was saying that um, she thinks that there should be a cutoff. Like she's for, you know, women being able to have abortions at a certain to a certain point. But she feels like once that you know it's it's been you know what, what's the expression? It's like come to term for a certain right. amount. Like, and it's actually, mm-hmm. you know, considered a human baby at that point. I don't know how many months in, but when it does yeah, reach to do that it. point, yeah. then she thinks there should be some sort of uh, regulation on that. So Oh my God, Jamie, Jamie, to me, I got to, a good To her, one. that's a middle ground. I don't know if that, I don't know if that would fly either. I still feel that's kind of like trying to, trying to like, you know, have your cake and eat it too, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, Jamie, well, we I got I a say. good
2: one for you. If your girl got pregnant and she wanted to have an abortion, And you didn't. Should you have a right in that decision if you're married? If you're married? Yes, if you're married with her and she decides, you know what, for whatever reason, doesn't matter. She just doesn't want to have the baby and you're married. You think the guy should have a a say in it? (laughs) I don't know. That's muddy waters right there. I don't know. (laughs) I think a guy should have a right if you're married. I think you have, have a, a right a to have an it.
3: opinion. But I mean, again, at the end of the day, it's like it's her body, but you decision. should have a say. Yeah. I mean, look, a marriage is a two way street, right? right? A Marriage is communication compromise. You're going to have right. to talk this out. You know what I mean? Um, right. But at the end of the day, it's in the it's the woman's body and that's happening in the woman's body and. I feel like a marriage, like, if you're not communicating that, then your marriage is fucked up. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> if, 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 you, if you guys are going to be on a, a baby standstill help with that decision, it. like, yo, you know, I guess we're going to agree to disagree. No, 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 no. In a marriage, you got to work that out. But if it's boyfriend, girlfriend, you know, new relationship, right, th- right, the right. guys, he can throw his two cents in. But at the end of the day, it's up to the woman still. Right, Rachel? Am I...
0: Well, that's a tough one. I I agree with a little bit of everybody's stance. Like, I think in a marriage, it is a two-way street, absolutely. Um, and if you're with that person, isn't it because you see eye to eye on most things? Like, one would think that when it comes to a decision like that, if you're married, that you would see eye to eye. But even if you didn't, I mean, I think it just has to be as 50-50 as possible. Now, if you're not married... Totally different situation. Right. 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 What do you do if there's no commitment or like there's just so many different stories and scenarios here that, again, this like overarching rule, this this law is really it's just not fair. It's not fair to overturn. Um, And Rachel, my mother,
2: mm -hmm. my mother told me about back in the days of of women having to do that in apartments and, you know, it was done illegally and what have you. So that's that's another thing like, you know, that, that that could happen, you know.
0: I remember like watching Dirty Dancing and there was a part in the movie where Patrick Swayze's ex-girl, the dancer that they were friends with, uh, gave her like went to a doctor, had an abortion with a hanger, with a wire mm, hanger. Yeah. And yeah, I remember seeing Dirty Dancing a
3: DL abortion movie. man. So I think somebody yo. even brought that up recently. They were like, yo, Dirty Dancing a DL abortion movie. Like that got, it got real with that, t- that storyline.
0: It got real. And then Jennifer Grey had to baby, had to go to her dad and ask him for help. And then she had to get like her infection fixed. Like she was hunched over in pain um, right next to the refrigerator. I know details of this movie that I don't know. Are they conjuring up the, the details or the, the pictures for you? OK, but anyway, that said, I remember watching that movie years later when when that issue was an issue for me. And mm. I was just like, I, I can't imagine that either. Having a non-surgical procedure to rid myself of a pregnancy, whatever the scenario. But like Frank said, this was a thing. This was yeah. a thing that women, are we going back there?
2: In apartments, in apartments. People used to do it in apartments. They used to set up like, you know, like no. makeshift. Like, that's like no. when I went to do my tooth. Remember back in the day, I went to do my, in the, this, they used to do apart- <laughs> apartments and have abortions inside apartments.
3: My mother told no. me about that. They had that back in the day.
0: No, this, this can't. Again,
3: it's, it's this, middle-aged white men selling women what to do with their bodies. You know what I mean? Like this is, this, these are the people that are voting on this type of stuff. This is not, and, and these are the, they, it's like they're, they're, they ants. They haven't, they, they, they haven't learned from their ancestors. Like they're just continuing, you know what I mean? Like they're continuing the same stuff that they were talking about during, when Ro, Ro, before Roe v. Wade was even passed like it's 2022 and they're uh they haven't changed their their way of thinking so um mm. if they if it hasn't changed now and they're still trying to Trying to pass this through. Uh, imagine all the other things that they—they'll never change. You know what I mean?
0: I just was gonna say that I, when I saw the supermarkets bringing back the brown bags a couple years ago, I was like, "Oh, we about to see some shit. We're about to Dang. see some things revert back in time." But I would never... <laughs> brown bags
2: are from the seventies and sixties. What the fuck? How are we brown
0: bagging it? <laughs> market I don't we used to put understand. that on our books back
2: in the days you know that that was our book covers the book we used to they <laughs> used to take brown bags and used to and we used to cover our books with brown bags we used yes. to wrap
0: presents with the brown bags. You wrap right yep. a gift, you <laughs> wrap a gift with the brown bag. Yep. And now hey. you go to Rite Aid and the supermarket. We're right back there. I know the two have nothing to do with each other. Okay. <laughs> but I'm just saying. I just had like a, a Nostradamus moment when I was like, "You want to put my ice cream that's already dripping wet in a brown bag, cashier hey, lady? The world's going upside down. We're in the upside down world. We are. This is this is strange." your things
3: shit can't get crazier than this wow so I mean I'm glad we ended up, we talked about uh, Roe v. Wade I mean this is bigger than a lot of stuff this is what this is something that is gonna be in the news um, mm. for a while too oh, wow. uh, especially if you know if um, stuff starts going the, the way that the um, the conservatives want but there was uh, something else in the news uh, Latino oriente latino you know uh and it was on snl mm. selena mm-hmm. gomez she was uh the host for snl recently Aye. okay and there was a sketch a sketch that she did uh about cholas like two cholas 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 her and uh, melissa Señor, they played two cholas hosting like a public access talk show you know Oh man! And I like a Wayne's World, but with like Cholas, <laughs> uh, and it was like about you know and they're talking about things happening around the city of Pico Rivera, which is like a Los Las, you know a Los Angeles neighborhood that that pro- I, I'm assuming has a lot of Cholas, <laughs> and then um. So anyway, the sketch itself, it you know, it, you know, I, it wasn't funny to me. It was kind of just a little corny. It was corny? It was corny. It's just one of those SNL sketches that just like wasn't working and it is right, what right, it right, is. Right. You know, I mean SNL's hit and miss. So I'm not, I don't like to dis SNL. I don't like to diss SNL sketches like that. That shit was whack. Cause I mean, it's hard to put up these. It's hard to do like a, right. you know you a live the sketch business. show, as as Rachel knows. Uh so there's always gonna be hits and misses and stuff like that. But this particular sketch wasn't a fan of the comedy. I didn't think I didn't think it worked, but um, but there's a lot of Latinos that are like more angry about the fact that um, this kind of you know painted Lat- Latinas in a in a bad light right you know um, you know some Thank people uh, some people were like the, the council would be taking Selena Gomez's Lat- Latina card from her because <laughs> oh, of this
0: revoked. Uh,
3: Revoke, you yo. should just
0: call Yourself, Selena Gomes, okay? Can we yeah. just change your last name?
3: Somebody was like, this is y'all's representation. Uh, oh, somebody was like, who thought this was okay in the year of 2022? Damn. And, um, so, oh, did SNL only hire Hispanic to do stereotypes? Mm. Uh, so, so, now, you know, before I, you know, you, you, you guys, uh, you know, I ask you guys what you think. Me personally, like I said, comedy-wise, wasn't a fan. But... I do think like they have a right to do a a, a sketch about dim-witted latinas. <laughs> like I don't, Facts. it's a comedy sketch, and a lot of these people are talking about that were angry are like, why can't you do a a, a sketch about you know business-oriented latinas who are smart and know how to get? Like, and do doctors, do you know? Yeah, this isn't a fucking documentary. <laughs> this is a this is a comedy <laughs> sketch, and you're supposed to have kind of like. You know, sometimes the characters are going to be dumb and kind of, you know, a little slow and and have funny catchphrases. So um, on that on that tip, I think people need to kind of like chill out, especially when every little bit of Latino representation is magnified to this degree where can we live? Yo, damn. Well, I mean, at least in a comedy sketch, can we live, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and, and Frank, you asked me when we were talking about it before, you know, would you be? You know, would you be offended if this was like two non-Latinas playing, you know, these roles? And I'm like, of course, because then that's just like, that's some brown face shit. Right, right, right. These are two Latinas who, you know, not against their will, decided to do this sketch that they thought was funny about some funny Latina and, and funny cholas. And I think they have the right to be able to do a sketch like that content wise and have fun with it and not have to be like, you know, get their Latino car revoked. You know what I mean? Now, yeah. because the sketch wasn't that funny, they might probably might get their comedy card revoked. That's a different card. Oh shit! But I, I, to me, there's two different things. Two different things. Uh, the sketch wasn't that. I wasn't that. Wasn't that funny to me? But they have the right to do a sketch like that without the Latino community getting up in arms about that shit. So, but that's just my opinion. Um, Rachel, you just saw this, you just saw this sketch, like... She's quiet. She
2: hasn't said a word. So so you're you're going to react,
3: like, in real time. Uh, What do do you think about, like, this, you know, this story?
0: I I just watched the sketch. I didn't see SNL over the weekend. Um, I agree with you on the comedy front. Uh, I think there was a lack of, you know, just some... Some Thoughts. stuff. Some, no, just some ingredients there, you know? Right. Any sketch yeah. could be funny. Any sketch can be funny. You know, even if the writing's the writing, characterization, props. Like there's so many other ways to make sketches funny. Okay, I'm going to say this, you guys. It's hard. It's hard for me to agree with you wholeheartedly, Jamie, because I just feel until there's a time where in mass media, television, film, any screen until there's a time where the number of Latina lawyers and doctors and scientists equates or surpasses the number of those same roles held as white from white women or or, you know, um, held as um or acted out as white women. Why can't I speak? But you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, yeah. until we see the same number of roles of successful Latinas on TV and in film, it's really hard to watch a sketch where two of them are depicted as dummies. Right, right. Every opportunity that we have on screen, in on SNL, in film, in television. We have almost a duty to portray ourselves the way we really are, because that's Mm. not what we are, because we're not depicted on TV. So any minor opportunity, and I feel this sketch is included, we had another opportunity that was lost, that was failed, Thank
2: you, SNL, wow. for... Damn, Rachel, I didn't you think
3: know. about that. You're adding... God you're, damn, yo. But this Holy is good. This is good to I get... Was a, be, I was with Jamie. Shit. This is good to get both sides of it. I, I, I will say that I agree with you. Uh, I definitely agree with you on that. I think in the sketch world, though, it's just like, you know, SNL, you know, they'll make fun of, of a, you know, of a trailer park couple. You know what I mean? And, that, and, and, yeah. and, 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 and and I don't think, you know, again, it's different because there's not as much Latino representation. But, you know, you're going to you're you're you know, a lot of the African-American um, characters will play kind of some sort of stereotype sometimes here and there of of an African-American. Right. Um, and so that's what you're going to get those type of sketches. Um, you know, if you're going to deal with any sort of uh, cultural kind of character. Right. You know what I mean? And yeah, there's only one Latino Latina character on the show. So she's probably trying to get as much shit as she can get, can get, I don't know if she wrote this sketch, but she probably was like, look, I want to do something with, you know, Selena Gomez. Let's do something funny. Um, you're going to go with the silly of it. You know what I mean? And, 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 uh, again, I think in sketch, you have permission to kind of get to like, you know, the, the, the ratchet part of of whatever yes. kind of character you're looking yes. to get. Like, I feel like you can be able to get ratchet. Now, if this was a funnier sketch, I would be, you know, supporting it more. Uh, the fact that it was kind of like a a, a social sketch, um, that didn't help its cause because the people that are going to be beefing about it are going to be like, this shit was corny and not funny anyway, and it made yeah. us look bad. But I do think if it was done right, you could have kind of a character like that. Maybe you could kind of... You know, have one character that's not so dumb and another one dumb, Yes! right? Exactly. There could be, yeah, there could be a way to tweak it. Um, but again, I, I do think that they should be able to have freedom to kind of play with all these types of characters. Yeah, if they happen to be Latina, there's a risk there. But you know, I don't know. I mean, it's comedy, man. Like, yeah. if you th- if they thought it was funny enough as Latinas to put it up there, that's you know, let them. I don't think they should be criticized for it necessarily, but again, you know, this is where we're at. Like you said, the representation mm. is, is not as, we don't have a lot of representation in general, right. and that's how we judge every Latino project that comes on the pike.
0: I just think it's different. Like you were saying the couple from Texas, like, you know, the white couples often poked fun of, you know, the, let's just say white trash couple, like Mm. that, you know what I'm saying? But we also see a lot of white physicians on on screens, you know, so like we're poking fun of them, but like Latinas, I, I don't see enough that we're at the level or at the stage to like make fun of, so, two dumb characters. But on like, that
3: same show, wow. Selena Gomez, I didn't even see the whole show, but I mean, I'm assuming she's playing different roles in that episode. So you mm-hmm. are kind of seeing her play different roles. And this was the, this was the sketch they chose to like, put out to criticize, uh, to criticize her and, and you know, um, the, uh, you know, Melissa Senor, whatever. Um, I don't know. I, I do feel like they, it's just, they they, they're very, they're more critical with Latino mistakes than everybody else's mistakes. You know what I mean? Like, oh. it's like they just love to put the spotlight on the fellow Latinos when they fuck up. But you know, they where they don't have that louder voice for any other any other type of people in in, in entertainment doing shit like that, or even themselves. Because I know there's a lot of entertainers online that fucking like to comment on Facebook and shit like that. And it, sometimes it's just like, yo, like what it? But what it? What do you do, right? Like, what do you do? To I don't know, like, what's your definition of funny and what's your definition of, like, write a sketch and, and, and put it out and film it. And let's see. Right. I'm and sure you're going to have funny. criticism on you as well. And I'm not, like I said, I'm not anti-criticism. I'm just like anti the, sp- the specificity of the criticism. Specificity. Ooh, you
0: said that word yeah. really well. I'm telling you, you're brilliant. Yeah. All right. I'm so glad you brought that up. What a great conversation. Wow. Yeah, it's that deep, was a good yo. Combo. It's we deep. We gotta deep, talk son. about this. I'm so glad you brought that wow, up, Jamie. Wow, 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 all right. wow. This was a deep Guys,
3: intro. There's a deep intro. Bro. Yes. Yeah. Like, I'm sweating okay. after all this Roe v. Wade wow. and, <laughs> you know, uh, you know <laughs> SNL, the still culture. no Latinos. Like, yo, it's intense. Holy shit. Right? Well...
0: I think we should keep it intense, but intensely fun. We have such a great interview coming up. She's going to add so well to the fabric of this episode, guys.
3: Yeah, oh
0: yeah. Oh wow, uh, we are so excited. Um, let's get into this interview. Uh, she, her name is Diana Heredia, and she is currently the fabrics director for Carolina Herrera.
2: Ooh, wow, the, the fabrics.
0: Let's talk about it, Moda. Let's go. All right, guys, this is the part of the show where we interview someone amazing, in this case, Mm. her amazing. Okay, ladies, I am so (laughs) sorry. So happy to have Diana Heredia on the show. Please put your hands together. She is the fabrics director for Carolina Herrera. Diana Heredia!
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Amiga, my, my mechonce. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I know this is a podcast, but if you could only see, and those of you on YouTube may see, we've got the natural grace yeah, going. Manas with the And yours, yours is beautiful. May I just compliment your mechon? She goes
2: both ways. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> Lord.
0: She got the split down the middle. <laughs> Look at that. It's a perfect mechon crown for Arena which you are. Oh,
2: wow. Okay. Welcome So yeah. the Latinos
0: Out Loud La Podcast. Diana, it is so good to see you again. I mean, I'm seeing you over Zoom. I was recently with you in Napa for the Latino Hive. We'll get into mm. that. But bienvenido, chica. Welcome. Hi, gracias.
1: Good to see you again. <laughs> and nice to meet the rest of you guys.
2: <laughs> Hola. Hola. Saludito. Hola, Diana.
0: Uptown is in the Uptown. building right Uptown. now. Okay. Are All you feeling way. that vibe? It's like, this is dope. So I mentioned to everybody what you do. okay? and I love how you so eloquently described it in Napa. Could you tell us and our listeners what that means to be a fabric director, fabrics director?
1: In a nutshell, fabrics director is I pretty much oversee. The development of any of the raw materials that the design team needs to make their creations. So I work in tangent with the design team to provide design, source, create, whatever it entails. It changes every season. Um, Whatever they need to make up their ideas
0: and how do Mm. you know like okay so you've got to be not on top of like i mean you have to be on top of the trends but you got to be on top of the fabrics how the hell how do you do
2: Uh
0: how do you know
2: (laughs) how do you know what's
0: popping how do you do your recon all your work and like research
2: it's
1: Mm. a people business i mean i've been doing it for a long time now and luckily the jobs that i've had have allowed me to travel and so you get to go to where these people are. My focus has always been kind of like in Europe, in Italy and France. And so I used to go there before the pandemic two, three, four times a year um, to either trade shows or to where the mills are in Italy or France to go see how the fabrics are made, how the techniques are executed, to go through archives. Like Some of these mills have things from a hundred hundreds of years old you can get to dig through and like dig for inspiration and then you get you get to interpret it through the lens of what design house you're working for at the moment so you know I get Mm. to take an idea and all of us can sit in the same room together and see um, a hand-painted floral from centuries ago and each of us can interpret it very differently and so you know that's the magic of it all like using your creative side and your technical side and you know kind of like merging it together to create fabrics
0: Wow. wow. And is there sort of like a formal presentation? Do you say, okay, everyone, I've just come back from Italy and I've got it. By Jove, I've got it. Mira, que bella lura. Come here, gather <laughs> around
2: the conference.
0: <laughs> I, I've gathered this and I, I took this from the shirt of a, of, what do you call those? Of a gondola driver. And this is going to be the next <laughs> oh dress. My goodness. So
3: like, gondola <laughs> fashion <laughs> is in, y'all.
1: It varies. It varies. So it depends. It depends. Some um, I do months of research before the design team is ready to to look at things. So you, um, I don't know. The design process can take months. I'm, I'm I start way before they are ready to look at fabrics. So I'm doing research for six weeks plus, maybe three months sometimes even. Um, Just gathering things, seeing what's new, what's out there, um, what could be still exciting for for the designers. And I'm just gathering for months until uh, the time that comes that they're ready to to start making final decisions. Um, So for the most part, that's how it works. If I see something really, really cool and really exciting, I'll take a picture if they let me... Um, and share it with the team, shoot a quick text. Like if you want to see it in person, they'll let me bring it to you. Some of these things are like, you know, very delicate. And and, um, Mm -hmm. you imagine sometimes I've been through, I've been to appointments where I have had to wear like gloves to touch the pages of things, you know? So some of these things, because of the houses that I work for, specifically here at Carolina Herrera, they'll let me bring it to the team so they can see in person um, and and get to see the, like, you know, get to see it uh, so they can emotionally attach to it the way, you know, I did when I first saw it. So, um, it depends.
0: You know what I love and, and what I could relate to real quick. And, and I know Frank has a bunch of questions. Uh, oh. listen, I, I, so you're a storyteller, Diana. you know, we're comedians. <laughs> we tell our stories through comedy. You're telling your stories through fabrics which I think is so we re- we can relate to one another. I'm inspired by your creative process. I also heard you say a lot in Napa that your family contributed to where you are in your career. Uh, could you touch a little bit on that? I loved how you so eloquently put it. If I could just state it verbatim. You said something like... It's not verbatim, but like your family contributed to each stitch in your life, or, and lent wow. lented itself towards the like you know pattern of your career. It was just that's so that's deep.
2: That's deep. Oh my god! So
0: eloquent, you guys. Could you tell us how your family, how the culture, you know, shed some light on that, please?
1: Well, I'm glad that it resonated with you because. It was not easy for me to do that, and so the reaction afterwards made me feel so much better. Because let me tell you, <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: this this whole public speaking thing is um, is something that I'm, I'm still working at. So uh, thank you for you're amazing. you are amazing, amazing. Yeah. Um, but no, my my story pretty much is that I I was. I grew up in this, and so like when it was time to pick a career, yeah. it didn't occur to me that I would I would go to college and study for more four years of something that like my mom was just doing as a hobby on the side you know
2: my mom so, too my mom was a seamstress, so I get bye? it.
1: So I grew up right. around. There it was nothing special for me. My mom made me dresses all the time. Oh, Any I used of- to
2: hate that. My mom used to make my pants, my shirts back in the days. <laughs> all my brothers used to be like, no.
1: Exactly. Yeah. So there you go. It was with the big <laughs> with the big sleeves and the big po- like the yeah. whole thing, like the whole thing. Yep. The three of us, three girls. Imagine. So oh my God, it was Linda. You know, I grew up around it. My grandmother, my aunts, my father was more of a tailor. And, you know, I would tell papi, like, yo caro de pantalones and make the cuff like this. And I would literally make him watch it. I I mean, watch him make it. (laughs) And then, um, (laughs) and then, um, Time to go to college. I thought I wanted to be an architect because I had uh, studied engineering in high school and I really, really loved Mm. it. Like all the science, I loved all of it. And so I had taken this architectural drafting class and I was like, this is what I want to do. I want to design buildings. And then I got to Syracuse. I took my first class and I was like, oh yeah, this is not it. (laughs) 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 And so... um, you know, undecided, um, had to figure out what to do. And I, you know, you, you have two years to decide. You don't have to decide right away what it is that you want to do. So I didn't have a lot of pressure from like my advisor to, to choose, but all of my friends and everybody was like, girl, you have to do fashion. You have to do fashion. And so, you know, everybody wow. else kind of saw this in me. And I was just like, no, it's not like what I wanted to do. But anyway, it just happened to be that I, I I got into the fashion program after speaking to a couple people, and they made me take summer classes to make sure like I could catch up um, because I was I started oh. late. And then they were like, if you if you get an A. Um, we'll, you know, your, your your chances would be higher of getting into the program. So I remember I redid my project again Um, in, from summer school. I went home and I was like, Mommy, we have to do this again. And my mom helped me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: what was the project? What did you have to do? You have to make a dress, but they look at the finishing and the seams. And they, you know, it's like a one dress that has encompasses like all these techniques and you have to put in a pocket mm. and a zipper and a button. And it just has like, you know, it's it's not pretty, but just full of techniques. And I I wasn't so happy with what I did in class. So then I just redid it again at home. And then I got my A, you know, um, and then Yay. I got into fashion. Wow. Mm-hmm.
2: Wow. Diane, you know, us speaking beforehand, like your story resonates with me. My mom worked in the garment industry. My dad also, my mom was a seamstress. My mother used to bring work from from the, from the work and, and used to have a, a sewing machine in the house. And I have that sewing machine And my brain. Yep.
1: And I remember going to work with my dad
2: and going to these garment, um, like, like, I mean, seeing like rows and rows, the tela, like I said to you earlier, and, you know, watching them cut it and mark it with the chalk. So, you know, you talking about this, I mean, we grew up, you know, you grew up very close to where I was. It's like a lot of Dominicans were into, into, into the garment industry back in the days, you know, back in in the thirties, all those jobs went to Jersey. Then they, they disappeared. So a lot of Dominicans, Puerto Ricans, Cubans were really into that that business. And it's like you almost took that and you took it to another level, I see. You know what I mean?
1: I Yeah, but I didn't plan it that way, which is the crazy thing. You know, I'm in college. Mm. I'm doing it. You know, my mom's, my mom raised, my parents raised my sisters and I to so just just study. It didn't matter what you had to do. Just get a degree. Yeah. Like, you know, no tenemos herencia para darte, pero... We brought you, we came here to give you guys opportunity and that's all we could offer. You know, so so that was the only thing that was instilled in me. I didn't have to really even do chores growing up. (laughs) I had to be a student. And so, you know, I didn't have the pressure from them to do anything. And so when they, when I did it and I decided to do fashion, it was just like, meeting Yeah
2: made up wow. Wow. wow yeah holy smokes
0: your family must be so proud because you basically took what was ingrained I'll use the reference again what was ingrained in the fabric of your family you took mm. it to like a corporate and, and super successful level yep. for, and you've worked for some pretty incredible designers I would like to go back in time to your time when you worked for Jason Wu Uh, we learned in Napa by the way you guys uh, Diana and I were at the Latino Hive in Ah, Napa
2: she was there with you up there
0: I recapped on last week's episode but um, you know she shared such great detail I hate to put you on blast again but you shared (laughs) I love this, this fact about you this is so moving you helped design michelle obama's dresses you were part of the fabric selection like you know elements of that and not only that you guys she went to the smithsonian when the dresses were inducted into display right i don't know what the verbiage is But Diana, we're so proud of you, mujer. Tell us about your experience working for Jason Wu. What you did, um, you know, anything? I mean, I love Michelle Obama's fashion. Like, tell us about that process and dressing the First Lady of the United States of America. Of America. I mean, the United States, where we live, this country. You know, North America. (laughs) Big deal. It's a big deal. It's a big deal.
1: Um. So a little bit about my job at Jason Wu. Um, I started working there when the brands was, was you know, had already been founded, but I got there in the earlier stages and I kind of grew professionally at that company. I didn't start off as a fabric person there. I kind of started as a press coordinator. I was just, you know, it was a very small team, so you wore many hats. And so... I eventually grew into the fabric role at that company and I ended Ooh. up loving it. You know, I, I, I was one of those people myself. That I really didn't know um, that fabrics was a full on career um, because mm. I had worked more in corporate, uh, in a corp in the corporate aspect before I had gotten to the luxury sac- aspect and um you know the setup of the setup was just very different. So now I get to this job. Um, I start to do fabrics, and and then you know I never stopped, and that's how I became a fabric person. But yeah, my involvement in in the two gowns that we did for Michelle Obama was the fabrics, pretty much. Wow. That's, yeah. So uh, I mean, it's a very emotional process because you don't know that she's going to wear any of it until you see it on screen with the rest of the world. Ooh,
3: so, what she has other hey, options. You know, you're like, is there other options yeah, that she could yeah, choose from? Oh, okay.
1: there are oh. options, um, and you know, things happen too. There's always good to have backup dresses, but um, you know, I learned that. Just like the rest of the world did that um, she had selected the Jason Wu design. So wait, okay, let's... Yo, let's
2: so how was that back. feeling? Yes, oh, my God. Let's
1: go back there. Let's go to
0: that yes. moment. Was everybody Demon. like,
1: woo, we
0: won. Woo won. We won. <laughs> like, what do you... Does everybody go crazy? Like, <laughs> who did
2: it? <laughs> Yo, that must have been Crazy.
1: Well, the first time Jason Wu, Jason Wu was a, um, a, 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 you know, such a small brand that not a lot of people even knew who he was outside of fashion. At that time, whoever did not understand fashion now knew of Jason Wu because, you know, outside of, you know, the rest of the world was watching this event and um, got to know who this designer was. So that was nice, um, also for my family, you know, um, who doesn't really follow high fashion the way, like you know, that I would, to share that mm-hmm. moment. And then it's even crazier that it happened twice.
2: <laughs> wow!
1: <laughs> and that I got to go to the museum and and go. I just saw it on display. I didn't go to any of the big events or any of the you know um, and. Induction (laughs) ceremonies or anything like that. But you know, I went on my own time to see it on display, to take pictures, to make sure like, you know, I guess at this point my nieces and nephew can I can tell them about that moment.
3: Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. Like this was, this was the inaugural
0: gown that she wore. Right. One of the two dresses was the dress that she wore. And I remember that moment when she walked out, the announcers even said it. It was like the freaking Olympics. It was like, Oh, Michelle Obama's wearing something from new designer, Jason Wu. And it was like, you know, who is this guy? And, and it's, who is this guy? But look at his team. He had a team behind him that consisted Mm. of our girls. Girl, Diana Eredia. Hey.
3: what a proud Uptown, moment! Uptown Zone, right? Wow, that's beautiful. <laughs> <Yes>. Diana, <laughs> how does somebody like like you shop for cl- when you have to shop for clothes for yourself? Are you? Ooh. How does that Ooh. process go? Are you really? Good question. You know, super thorough, super picky, <laughs> only only go for specific designers, or are you like totally opposites? Like, nah, just I like some sweatpants. Give me some sweatpants and a <laughs> comfortable shirt. I,
1: I, there's there's levels because obviously uh, I'm Latina and I love dressing up. Not that all Latinas do, but I I, t- I tend to embrace all of that. So I have no problem throwing on heels and, you know, doing all of that. Um but i do wear a lot of sweatpants so i play both cords you know i have my sneakers i have too many sneakers
2: <laughs> uh. <laughs> but i still have
1: to figure out how to wear and trying to figure out what to do with all these jordans i have here um but my shopping process is it, it's hard because i'm a fabric person and so like mm. now i'm in the website reading like the content and like oh it's it's a process now yeah. i can't just shop <laughs> Oh because, I, wow. yeah, so I can, I have to read everything what it, like, and, you know, and sometimes not touching it is is hard. But um I'm particular about the fibers, I would say. Mm. So you can
3: see a picture and be like, initially be like, oh, I like this. But then once you start reading more about the material and the fabric, that could then totally make it. you say, nah, chill, yeah. chill, chill, chill. Or, you know, what
1: something is supposed to cost. And so, like, now I know because of my Job, what I would be willing to pay for something.
3: Uh, if it has Diane. these
1: other fibers,
3: that's that's the Heredia hack. Oh. <laughs> the shopping hack. Heredia H- hacks. H- she give be, be like, like listen, before you buy that from, from TJ Maxx, let me tell you,
1: that's not. <laughs> It depends. If I'm going on vacation and I need a, a themed outfit and, you know, we have to wear pink or something like that. And I know I'm probably not going to wear it too many times. I have no problem. Like, you know, just shopping and whatever at J.Crew or something like that. Um, but if I'm buy- buying staple pieces and I'm the type of person that if I want to buy a nice coat, I want to buy it once. And I have to think about that again for a while. Um, then, you know, I'm going to I'm going to invest in it so it depends mm. vacation clothes real life clothes <laughs> weekend clothes <laughs> i have categories <laughs> that, of wardrobe which is what it, this is really what it is i have like a work yeah. attire oh my
3: god nice. nice. thanks how's, fa- how's Diana, fashion week yo you've been changing sorry,
2: the, that, that, sorry, of all, sorry, the names of our guests without their sorry. permission how's, he, how's it's fa-
0: not just you it's everybody
2: how's fashion week for you how's that how's that week for you because Fashion Week in New York is crazy. I know. How's that week for you? Ooh, How do you prepare? How, yeah. you know, what is that week for you? Like, you know, just having everything that you have on your plate.
1: Uh, let me tell you that by the time my team is on Fashion Week, I am working on the next collection.
2: <laughs> Ooh. I'm working on what's Holy next small.
1: because my timing is different. So by the time Fashion Week comes around, um, obviously it's hectic. It's long hours. It's a tense time. Um, A lot going on, you know, there's a lot riding on on these presentations. So you can you understand all the weight that's riding on all of it. But Uh me personally, me, I'm working on the following season. and So I guess sometimes my real struggle is trying to get this to get answers from the team, knowing that mentally they're focusing on. What they're about to present, and I kind of need answers so I can move forward and not delay my process. And so I would say the biggest challenge might be just just that part. But it's fun, I guess.
2: <laughs> I guess you get to go to all the parties and everything, right? No, those everybody nice thinks. Come on! No, 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 no. Those, so. those parties on those little rooftop parties and play park, and come on.
1: Mm-mm. I work on my collection, and 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 that's it. You know, we work a lot that you just want to go home and. I don't do the party scene, not for Fashion Week at least.
3: <laughs> okay. The Met Gala yeah. just happened recently. Happened. Do, is that Ooh. something that, like, as someone who's into fashion, that is kind of like, you know, me watching sports or something, or it's like I gotta like see, you know, like I feel like someone into fashion would just go through the Met Gala night. and Everybody, is has yeah, go got the popcorn going, and it's just like, <laughs> oh, that <laughs> is I interesting. I have
1: like two girlfriends. And we are like on chat the entire time, waiting for <laughs> 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 like personal friends of mine, and they're like, you know, they're they're up with the times and fashion and celebrities and all of that. And the three of us, we just have this ongoing chat for hours, hours, hours. I would
0: hours. love to be a part
1: of, of that, a- that chat. I
0: I want to be imagine? in that chat. Oh my
1: chat. god! Oh my god! I- where
3: is that chat? <laughs> it's like, what does that have to do <laughs> you know, with the Gilded can- Age? <laughs> yeah Stuff or like you know that. you know
1: how there's people that are just kind of predictable yeah. or like some people that nailed it or or you know certain designers that just missed the boat i don't know just yeah,
3: there's to. a but lot of thought- people there that, that take it take they take it loosely like the theme i feel like uh-huh. i feel like people into fashion would be pissed off at those people it's like you kind of like really loose with the theme or like you said the lay, the people that are just kind of like predictable and kind of boring
1: yeah And I think also, I mean, it's fun. I mean, when else do you get to play dress up to that extent Uh, on Mm. on a platform so big, where you can just experiment and and have so much fun like that? That's so for me. Just outside of having to work on it, on the you know, provide fabrics for the projects that I've been a part of, um, it's fun to watch. Mm, It's
2: like a Super Bowl. Um, (laughs) <laughs> the Super Bowl of fashion. Yeah. Yeah. Wow.
0: Well, okay. I have a question, uh, Diana. I I love just hearing the trajectory of your career where you started, uh, where you are. I think it's amazing how much culture is woven into your path. Um, And thank you for repping out there for us Dominicanas in a world that's probably not so saturated by Latinos and especially Dominicans. So my question has to do with that. Do you feel like when you're in these meetings with people, like, are you having to spell things out for them? If there's like any cultural reference, do you feel your Latinidad is presence in these rooms? Um, and also what does the landscape in that world of yours look like? Uh, are there a lot of Latinos and Latinas around you?
1: I will say that I've gotten really lucky, especially at my, my current job and my past job, that it is very it is very diverse. And so I am not the only Latina at, at, at my current mm-hmm. job and right.
2: um,
1: I worked with another fellow Dominicana at uh, Jason Wu who's a very close mm-hmm. friend of mine yeah we oh. went to college together worked there together and so I guess I've been just really lucky I don't I never felt like I had to tame my myself and my culture or the way I speak or anything like that for for any of my for, for these particular jobs I'm speaking about I did at one point work at um, Abercrombie, I was designing for Hollister and that was weird because um, I I mean, I lived in Ohio so imagine, I don't think uh, this is many, many moons ago just the Caribbean culture just wasn't present there
3: I would tell you that you're looking for like a (laughs) Spanish restaurant somewhere
1: no, no, if I want it, dime no, mami me la tiene que mandar (laughs)
3: <laughs> <laughs> so
1: oh, South girl. American culture, yes. But if I wanted rice and beans y un chicharrón o algo así, no, yo lo tengo no. que hacer en mi casa. Vendía los platos allá por libre. imagínate.
0: Damn. Wow, that is hard. Wow, that's yo, hard. You that's did hard. It.
1: You did it, and you came back to the
0: motherland. I, um Yeah, <laughs> I was like, okay, my time here is done. <laughs> the other question I have and and I know we have to wrap soon is you know I I, like we're getting very specific right now in talking of the world in you know of fashion fabrics and I hope this is as eye-opening to other people as it was and still is to me there may be some young dianas out there that may want to pursue a career in fashion and they don't know you know what lies in this this world, there are so many things to do, you know, like publishing, writing, like covering it journalistically, touching fabrics like Diana, like what is some advice that you have to those young Dianas listening right now?
1: Mm. It's interesting you say that because I've chatted with a couple of coworkers who, who also studied design and ended up doing different facets of, of the process. Um, I do fabrics, there's product development, there's technical design. There's so many things you can do in fashion that's not just designing. And um, a lot of them also stepped into the design realm thinking that that was the only thing that you could do. Um, And once they became... they became more acquainted with like the design industry they started to learn about all these other positions that they could do and they're like super cool girls um super creative and just use their talent in different ways um luckily now we have the internet i you know like there's so much information out there there's so many webinars i would say start digging because honestly mm. that's how i that's how i ended up here nobody nobody told me about this either but just mm. be curious my curiosity was what kind of like what led me here and you know i was curious enough to like to try it and courageous enough i guess to try it as well and like i get to travel so much and do these other things that i love to do because of my job and so i don't get to particularly be scientific in the um architectural aspect anymore but i still get to use all that math and science that i really did love from my high school years into my job now and so wow
3: math and science girl okay
1: yes
0: (laughs) well she said it the advice be curious it's so easy and, and just to be curious and dig. Diana, can you please tell everyone how they can follow you? Uh, do you want people following you? Yeah. I don't know. Some people are like, nah, leave me the hell alone, you know? <laughs>
2: what no, would you it's like?
0: okay. Would you like to drop the handle?
1: <laughs> I can drop a handle. And like, I guess I will say that my nickname is Diddy. D-I-T-T-Y. And so my Instagram handle is D-I-T-T-Y-003. Because ja, my Yo, name Yo, I do- couldn't find you. My okay, name doesn't on. Diana Heredia <laughs> is taken. And I tried to
2: <laughs> I was looking for you all day.
1: I'm the
2: plen- okay, okay, Well,
3: it well yeah.
1: Okay. You found okay. her, here.
0: We
3: found yeah. her here. Okay. here. No, because I think from the name, I think from the name, Frank, you know someone who probably has a very close name. Because you were like, I know. Diana Heredia I know someone yeah. like that with that name
0: Heredia, see, si, see. Si. Yes. We know yes. Heredia. Okay. Well, you guys please stop your cars wherever you're listening to this podcast and put <laughs> your hands together one more time for Diana Heredia. Killing it in the fashion yeah! game. Killing it, matando pium pium. <laughs>
2: Yeah. I need this I'm kind of
0: so intro thankful. everywhere I go Hi <laughs> right, girl, you are welcome here whenever you like We ha- bueno, had such a wonderful time getting to know you in Napa And now having you on Latinos Out Loud It's just I want to keep learning about you you're, you're educating us Thank you for enlightening us It's so
1: interesting You're welcome Yes, yes Yes.
0: Amazing. Hmm. You, better you love this work. one, Rachel. Fashion. OK, no, guys. You love Look. this
2: episode. Wow.
0: Uh, I loved it as soon as I. OK, when I was at the Latino Hive in Napa a few weeks mm-hmm. ago at 8 a.m. listening to Diana Heredia speak, I was so inspired. It, it touched my my cultural bones it touched my entrepreneurial bones Mm. it touched me being a latina on a mission bones it just I was bonesin' and jonesin' and I was just
2: like... (laughs) Bonesin' and jonesin'.
0: (laughs) Yeah, not to sound like Walt Clyde Frazier on the Latinos Out Loud podcast. Bones and jonesin'. Yeah, I was just really feeling her story. And I'm like, this is a story that I would love for it to also be told on Latinos Out Loud. That
2: was a good one.
0: La, as Latinos, I don't know if y'all out there also could feel Frank and I and, and Jamie, we have the seamstresses, the sastres were yeah. all around us growing up. My tia Altagracia was, had a sewing room in her house yeah, in man. Santo Domingo, an entire room dedicated to sewing. And yeah. my mother, she still does the hems for my son's uniforms. Like wow. she does all the heavy sewing jobs for the family. Yes. And... I just, I love what Diana did with all of that passion and just upbringing, you know? Yeah.
3: And like, just, just very cool, very humble. But yo, I mean, she'd be like, she'd be traveling to Italy. Like, she'd probably really go to, yeah. she go to all these like nice European spots for work. I mean, damn. Shit. she gets love around, you. yo. Like, I should have gotten into you. fabric, you know, fabricing, <laughs> fabrications, because I would have been like, yeah, let me let me get that trip to Europe. I'll go to factories uh-huh. and just touch touch clothes. Well, like, yo, I don't know. Sounds- I don't like the way this one feels. This one's good though. This one feels soft. This one is a little scratchy. I don't like it. She's
0: she's like a scientist. Like it takes like a lot of I would think like know how, experience and really world understanding and appreciation to do I mean, she what mentioned she science does. and
3: math is a part of like yeah. so that that's where it gets like, Okay, now this is some this is some smart people shit. Well yeah. I hope you guys-
0: are inspired out there like hey if you're pursuing a career in fashion right now this may be an avenue that you can turn down and enjoy your stay at you know she you know fashion just like any other industry is this giant prism right and you could just sort of pick your color weave your lane uh in this case you know sew your thread and and weave your own path and uh, I just love... weave your
2: own path. I got it. All right, yeah. Rachel. Oh, okay. No. okay.
0: She said it. Be curious, because there's probably more than you know what lies in front of you in those textbooks, you know, in college uh, and the coursework. There's just so much more out there. She said it. Be curious. Dig, read, talk to friends, learn the industries. Um, that, but was not everybody can do guys. it.
3: You know, some of y'all been re- arrested by the fashion police. You know, a couple times <laughs> here and there. So, you know, do you think you got a knife for fashion? But I don't know.
0: Right. More like don't, a become, patch. don't be coming I, outside of them gray sweatpants, guys. Thinking that you got an eye for fashion. Okay, I see you. I see you. Gray sweatpants. You know,
3: <laughs> like some of these, some of these, like, like Washington Heights. You know, uh, like women's clothing stores. Those, those are not really the. <laughs> that's not really like where fashion is headed. I don't know. you but know, you know Some of these mannequins are like, know, damn. The-
0: I was just going to say that shout out to the Heights fashion stores, like pretty girl and all of them, because the mannequins, they be having the botella de Coca-Cola. Cola. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. I'll be like, yo, damn. Are those, those ma- The mannequins are kind of arousing me. Is that normal? Some
2: dudes take them. They take them home, man. They look
3: <laughs> The only thing like is that like a lot of them like- are headless. So a lot of like, a lot of men's fantasies are with headless women. God. Headless uh, curvy women is like, oh my goodness, this is because all these manic I'm like, where's the head? Like, complete the look.
0: Exactly. Let's see how far that gets you. You'll never get ahead in life if you're aspiring wow. to be with that kind of woman. And, uh, anyway, this has turned into Latinos out loud after dark, hasn't it? In a yeah. few few instances. Wow. All right. Um, that was oh. so fantastic, you guys. Should we get into some que lo que es
2: Yeah, Yeah. that'd be nice.
0: Jamie got it. Frank got it. Rachel got it. All right, here it is. It's keloke So who's going to go first, you guys? Uh, let me...
2: Rachel, I'm going to let you go first. Oh, ladies
3: first. Okay. Oh, I am happy
0: happy to go first. Um. Okay, another shout out to everybody in Napa. My God, there's just so many wonderful things coming from the networking that took place there, including Diana Heredia being a guest here. Yeah, it was really quite quite remarkable. Um. Okay, I just would love everybody to follow me at Rachel La Loca, R-A-C-H-E-L, La Loca. Uh, okay. And to follow us at We Are Latinos Out Loud across the socials. Give us a call, 978-LATINOS. Also want to shout out the Webby Awards, which is taking place tonight um, right. a- as a judge of the Webbies of the International Academy of Digital Arts and Sciences. And a former nominee with the Latinos Out Loud podcast being nominated for Best Comedy Podcast in 2020. I just want to say congratulations to all the winners And to the special mentions Big shout out to Jack Rico For his brown and black podcast They were one of the honorees This year also Tejana uh, Sonoro Shout out to them And uh, shout out to everybody else Who was nominated Shout out to Joanna Hausman And Jenny Lorenzo for their podcast Hyphenated which was also an honoree And um it's just real nice to see some representation in the Webbies. Check out all the winners. I posted something on my Instagram story and I'll probably put something up tomorrow more uh, definite that you could click on. But it's really a way to just... Another, I'm gonna use the term again, eye opening, to find new podcasts that maybe you're not subjected to or you're not part of, like, you know, the 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 marketing of, but that are phenomenal. If you go to the Webby's website and look up all the winners and the nominees the past nominees there's a wonderful library of content on the Webby's website W-E-B-B-Y including us we are still there in the archive of 2021 nominees Ooh. so those are my shout outs you guys
3: Jamie um, shout out to Yeto. we see you Yero. shout out love to the platform that keeps Latino men in the loop Yeddle.com did y'all miss the PR Day Parade as much as we did? Well, it's yes, back. Yes, they didn't have it last year. I know. Well, it's back, though. Oh, it's going to be on fire this year. So, you know what? Visit Yero.com to get the download on when, where, and how the country's biggest Puerto Rican celebration is making its comeback this year. Ooh. Mm-hmm.
0: Que bandera.
2: I see Mark Rain is doing something crazy. What is he? What he did last year? He got like he's, a whole bunch of people.
0: You know, Mark he's doing Green. something. He's doing he, crazy.
2: He's doing something crazy this year again. I just saw it today. Mark
0: Rain. He's Mr. El Barrio. Nah. He is Mr. Spanish Harlem. Que Bonita Bandera. Mr. Nera. Cookie. He's all of that. All right. Esa loca. <laughs> le <huevo>. okay.
3: Um... <laughs> Definitely, definitely bring it. Bringing the PR parade back. I'm not a big parade guy, so I like, I'll just see it from home. Um, okay, too many people, so okay. many, many people. Yeah, you're a little crazy. A lot I of weed, a lot of drinking food. I don't like and crowds like beer, that. Too and much. A few fights. You I, like, know? I didn't like crowds like that pre COVID. You know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> so, um, also, shout out just to our behind the scenes team Paco de Pablo, our producer supervisor, right. Pee, Mitzi. Pee, <laughs> P.D.P., Pitty, Pitty Pablo, Mitzi One day I'm Hernandez. I'm going to blow out a lung
0: doing the P.D.P.'s. I get too into P.D.P.'s.
3: Sorry. Uh, um, also, Mitzi Hernandez, our producer. Yeah, Mitzi, Mitzi! Hernandez,
0: up to the plate. She swings and it's a home run home each run. episode.
3: And um, Augusto <laughs> Martinez, our audio engineer. Yes. Augusto!
0: Just celebrated a birthday Shout out to Augusto Happy Cinco de Mayo
2: This guy's birthday is on Cinco de Mayo For
0: he is a jolly good engineer For he is a jolly good engineer For he is a jolly good engineer Which nobody can deny, deny. Happy birthday oh, um,
3: Alright <laughs> There you go That's Those are my... Uh, that's all I got to say. J Fern's Instagram, J underscore Fern's Twitter. All right, all right. And last but not least, we got a Frank and Ibs. All right.
0: Dale Frank.
2: Guys, I wanna give a, a big RIP to uh this guy was like to me. I mean, I've been hearing about this guy from like my uh my geek uh, co- uh comic book friends for years, George Perez. He's like the Stan Lee of uh of Latinos. Uh big guy who's from the Bronx. I mean he did Wonder Woman. He did. Uh, I think that uh, uh, the new the the New Mutants. I mean, this guy did. I mean, he this guy was one of the first guys to do a Latino a Latino uh, superhero. I think his name was White Tiger or White Dragon. I don't remember. Oh. But uh, he just passed away Tigere, recently. Was like, yeah, I I don't remember. He, by the way, the the character is from El Barrio. You know, oh. coincidence. So he just passed away. Big RP. To him, he was huge in that world. And uh, it's really weird when a guy like that goes, you see everybody on social that's really into the graphics and everything, just it just like resonates. So a big RIP to him and a second happy birthday to Tibby. His birthday just came up, two year anniversary of when he ascended. So I wanna give a big shout out to Tibby. Uh, very special shout to the out podcast. To TV, man. Yeah, L O L family peace, forever. Tibby, we
0: miss you so much. Forever.
2: And uh just wanna give a shout out to him too. So those are my two shout outs.
0: We miss you, Tibby.
2: No doubt. No doubt. No doubt. We love Tibby. All
0: I... right.
2: pass by his house every day. I walk right by every day.
0: I know that, you know, we have... We continue to keep him in our thoughts. And not a, go- a day goes by where I'm not thankful for everything that Tibby contributed to this podcast. And I hope that we're making him proud.
3: Tibby, if you're hearing us, y'all. Yeah, I mean, I don't know somebody... I don't know where I posted... Someone who posted... Um, the day when tibby posted the pictures of our uh what was it our 100th anniversary show yeah yeah um, when Miranda and, and he and Lin-Manuel. in the post he was like this is like one of the best days of you know of my like of my life or one of those memorable days of my life so um he's definitely that was cool to see that um and uh yeah he's he's part of the history of of the of the podcast so LOL for We're life tibby wow yeah man second year
2: anniversary Hope you're doing well, my brother. See you on the other side.
0: All right. On that note, we out. We love you, Tibby. So
2: no-